Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooblings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack, the weekly Nintendo show on the PSVG network of podcasts. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 163, all about the Game Awards and that new fighter that's arriving to Smash Brothers Ultimate. But before Woo-hoo. we do, let's thank those who help keep the ship afloat over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Bonesaw, Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Michael Masick, The Egg Shen, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fallhubber, Paul Calico, Rude Days 93, Rob Emanuel, Grouchy Surge, and Ben Moxham. As I read this, uh, one thing that uh, dawned on me over Thanksgiving is I don't think I've updated our Patreon, you know, uh, tiers, like who's supporting at which level and everything. I think, mm-hmm. like, since October. <laughs> I think I'm just going to let it ride through December and come back in a new year in a new way. I think that's the plan. Uh, Rebecca and Garrett's here. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. Did you enjoy the Game Awards? Uh, I played Cyberpunk while I kind of generally watched it. I would love to detour here and talk about Cyberpunk because I've got a lot of things to say, but we cannot do that. It is not this show. It's not this show. It's not this show. It's not this show. I need to play this It'll never be this show. (laughs) It might. It could stream. They could stream it. They're already already streaming it, but probably not. Rebecca... How about you? Do you like the, the Game Awards? Um, <laughs> <That's all laughs> it's always very lukewarm for me because, you know, I, I the awards are kind of cool um, to see. I, I don't really care about them too much. Uh, it really just feels like a big announce, uh, advertisement night. Like I'm sitting through yeah. a really long mm-hmm. video game Nintendo Direct without like me caring about 90% of the announcements. It's like an E3 uh, show, but with these annoying awards that like kind of keep really filling in. And commercials. It would be a lot shorter. And I, that was yeah. my complaint last year. Um, it was like with a pre-show, it was almost four hours. Um, that's, that's I get long. why they do that. But it's, it's, it's not always fun to sit through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did the same thing, Garrett. I was playing games last night while it was going on, just following along on Twitter. I had my little Chromebook up. I was retweeting things when mm-hmm. they happened, so I was seeing the stuff. Um, and that was, I mean, I didn't watch the show, so I can't say it was a good show. I thought the announcements were good. Right, there was plenty of announcements that I was excited for. So let's get into it. We're going to skip what we're playing this week because uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, we've already announced this. But just to reiterate, next week will be our last live show of 2020, um, and then we are recording our favorite game of the year show that will run over the holidays as we kind of take a break off. And uh, we have a special show with Rebecca that'll be airing live. Our patrons have already heard it, but a lot of our listeners haven't. So you have a special treat, and you'll get a little, um, a little nugget of what. It's like to be a patron over at PSVG, kind of the extra bonuses that they get every month. So without further ado, let's talk about the new Smash character. We talked about last week that this was a possible, you know, they've done it before. This is always a possible thing can happen. And this is exactly what happened. Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII has joined the team. He is the mm-hmm. uh, villain from Final Fantasy VII, right? It's like Cloud's. Adversary. Yeah, the main villain, I think. Is he? I, never played I don't the game. know. I have not played yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I've never played the game. That's uh, This is my understanding. <laughs> I have never played it either, but he's a pretty iconic villain. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> is the, the third character added to the Fighters Pass after Min Min and Steve. And uh, we will have a Mr. Sakurai Presents 
next week, Thursday at 2 p.m. on the 17th. We're I'll be talk interested about in seeing that. How he see, fights and goes through all of his moves. Maybe yeah. we'll get to see his entertainment center again. Murdered Mario mm-hmm. with cold blood. I want to see blood. I hope every time we see Mr. Sakurai's place, uh, is it more TVs? It's just like, like 50 TVs. Yeah, it just like, keeps growing. Like a wall of yeah, it just keeps growing. Like, and they're behind him for no reason. Like, he he's not even looking at the library of consoles. Just be like hilarious. below. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Or if we, what if it was like in a different house? Like, how strange would it be if it was house. just weird? His right? winter home. Yeah, it's just a completely different house. You're like, wait a minute. He's like, welcome to my home. And everybody's like, did he move? What happened? <laughs> um, I mean, I'll keep this short and sweet. There probably isn't a video gamer on the planet that is least excited about this news than me. Mm. Sorry, guys. I don't like Final Fantasy. Never have. I've already said I don't play seven. I tried playing the other ones. Never gotten into it. Don't care. Felt mm. the same way about Cloud. So I got nothing. You guys got to pick I- this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in somewhat of the same boat where I've never played any Final Fantasy game, um, but I, I recognize him. He's very iconic. Uh, I I feel like as soon as it happened, I said, oh, my gosh, why weren't more people predicting this? Because for some reason, I feel like mm. this is not that surprising. Yeah, um, no. We saw a lot of villains come into the, uh, the DLC this yep. time. Like we got Ridley um, for Metroid's villain. We got mm-hmm. uh, K. Rool. Yeah. As a villain, even when we got like Ryu, cool. we got Ken, you know, like a lot of things are coming in a balance and in pairs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you on that part. Yeah, I, I was really like, we should have probably had more predictions for this. I had a like kind of, I guess, was a false memory where I thought I remembered some kind of quote where they said like when Joker was revealed, I thought that they were saying that the DLC was going to be from new characters or characters from new series that aren't currently in Smash. But then I went and looked that up and it was like, I think a mistranslation or something where it was a weird detail. I, I, I didn't think that Nintendo exactly said that, though. I think they described Joker as being emblematic or something Mm -hmm. of the DLC and people took that to mean it was going to be a new series, but mm-hmm. really it just meant like, we just can't fresh, hold them to these characters. marketing terms, you know, 100% like they, they're always loose with it. We always get our hopes up and get let down. Like, yeah, that's true. The rules don't matter. They'll do whatever they want to do when, when time comes. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so funny because everybody was on Twitter the day, you know, leading up to it saying, it's going to be Jonesy. It's going to be crash. Trending. It's going to be, Doom there Guy. That's of, what I was thinking. Yeah, Doom Guy. I think those were the big three that were trending: Jonesy, Crash, and, and Doom Guy. I mm-hmm. would have been way more excited for Jonesy than mm-hmm. Seth. Really? Oh, wow. this is. Yeah. See, I'm. Th- I feel like there's. I'd be more excited for Gino than Sephiroth. Like, just does it give you some don't comparison? Even go, don't even go there. <laughs> like, I, I, this guy. I don't care at all about this announcement at all. People saying that Jonesy doesn't belong in Smash, I, I completely disagree with that, and I don't play Fortnite or. Oh, he's perfect. Care about it at all. It's the biggest game in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mo- very cartoony. It's a shooter, so it's like you know you don't see much of those. It's in, big on Switch. Like Fortnite big has talked Switch, about how well. like how you know a boon Switch was for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And it and it and it appeals to a demographic that I'll talk about later, Nintendo caters to. So yeah, yeah I mean Jonesy would have been awesome. I would have liked that. To be honest with you, I was trying to think if there was a character that I thought was a legit Smash person that I think would be that I would be least excited about than Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. You couldn't. Honestly, like everything that I possibly could think of, I thought would have been better. And that includes Crash. I, I think I'm with you too. Final Fantasy. I've, I've tried different types of Final Fantasy games. I really do want to finish one of them. It's just I never got really into them. Final Fantasy VII is one of them. I Like if the remake comes out on PC or Xbox, I want to try them out. Uh, but Sephiroth, I was like, oh, cool. 
for everyone else, our Final I, Fantasy yeah. fans. <laughs> we have because I, I he legacy wise, I think he absolutely deserves it. Of Will course. I run out and buy this character because it looks interesting or meaningful to I me? So a lot of people thought it was a Fire Emblem character. <laughs> that would have been so much better. <laughs> well, my first was... thought, I saw I saw the white hair, and my first thought was um, Geralt for from from Witcher. Oh, mm. that would be cool. That, that was been my better. first thought, and yeah, then they threw the whole better. face. And I'm like, that would have been okay, way better. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I was. Uh, I have a Nintendo feed, right? That I just like set up for mm-hmm. Nintendo stuff, and uh, there were people who were like, "Oh, great, another Sword Fighter from Fire Emblem." It's like that's that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think I think they were just fighter, yeah. they were responding to like the stills that people were sharing, like they didn't watch the trailer. I think, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, we've got to be the only Nintendo show on that's like, like the in exists like in existence that's we throwing any so shade at Sword Fighters. In in Smash Bros, yeah. it's it's a little tiring, I think. It is, it is. Um, but I'm I'm still interested because I I know Sakurai will pull his magic and like make this a very yeah. unique character as well. So. so that means we only have what two more or three more in the second wave of six. Two more? No. Oh, okay. It's so it'll be three more. It's three more, but we pretty much have to expect one of them is going to be a Pokemon, right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a Gen Eight Pokemon every every single time we have you know every Gen we have yeah a but Pokemon again player. just like those rules like it didn't have to I think that's a good guess though I think that's a good guess mm-hmm. it's a good expectation I um if we're and I know we can't look at any patterns for Smash because every time we look at patterns they don't follow them when's the next direct we had a direct last year January thirteenth it means it'll be another one <laughs> it would make sense exactly. since we have a, a water starter we have Greninja we have the fire starter with Incineroar, it would kind of make sense to have Rillaboom, the grass uh, gorilla starter. He's cool. I like him. He is cool. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of Pokemon, like new gen Pokemon that I like, but I like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My problem with the Pokemon fighters is I feel like in so many years, they become a little bit irrelevant. Like, does anybody actually really care about Incineroar anymore? No. Incineroar, not so much, but Greninja. Greninja, he, at least, pretty had, he was a big deal because he was a big deal in the anime. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he's he's so cool. But like, nobody will care about Rillaboom or any other thing that they might. I forget I starters these days. One that they would pick well, that is going to be relevant in 10 years from now. I don't want to say nobody would care. Pokemon's really popular. So I'm sure yeah. somebody out there cares. Like Jack, I think Jack would care. Yeah. But, That's true. But like, but, will us podcasters, like, you know. 20 year olds with switches. Yeah, I am too, and I, I wouldn't. No, I would for some Pokemon, but none of the new ones. If right. Lycan Rocket added, I would care. That'd be cool. <laughs> See, to me, in my head, and I know this isn't a rule, but to me, Smash is a, like the most iconic and legacy characters, is who I think it should be. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think picking a starter every generation of Pokemon is, is a legacy pick. No, it has to be a symbolic Pokemon, I think. I mean, you, you, we got Mewtwo as well. So Blastoise. Pikachu. Blast the, com- the, the competition. We already have Squirtle in Pokemon Trainer, so, I mean. You could throw you could throw a Pokeball, and it could be Blastoise. He confirmed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, people weren't talking about what the, uh, the like, costumes will be for, uh, like, me fighters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's you always that Gino. I don't know, <laughs> and then, I feel like I've guessed all the same names for four years now. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry uh, if I feel like all hope is lost. My entire caring went out the window when they made Travis a me fighter. I know. So, so sad. That's what I've been feeling. Battle pass on the third character, like we've gone through so many waves of Smash Bros. There's so many things that <laughs> at this point I now. just want Shantae. Like of of like the yeah, ones that sure. I think are reasonable to expect or hope for, 
Shantae, Dante, the Resident Evil folks are already spirits, right? So, like, they they said no to those. Most people, like, we don't have spirits that are also fighters. Uh, Is that one of those rules? It's debatable. Yeah. There's just so many spirits, too. (laughs) Shantae or Dante would be dope. But, like, outside of that, I just, who cares? Jonesy? I only want that for Jack, just like Steve. Jack I would think be, a lot of people would go for Jonesy. Jack man. would be through the roof if Jonesy could edit a smash. He'd be all locked. He'd want to jump right back in. And that amiibo, that amiibo would sell. Oh, that would be <laughs> selling like crazy. They're going to sell tons of copies of that amiibo. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Have some V-Bucks with it. Yeah. My thought, when, when Jonesy was trending and, you know, a lot of people were really thinking that he was going to get into Smash, my thought was going to be, because remember we were talking about the rumor of Samus yeah. um, mm-hmm. getting into Fortnite. I thought they were going to have like a um, like a presentation uh, where like they were switching they, they places. Switch. Yeah. That would be kind of yeah. cool. That yeah. would have been cool. <laughs> they go to like punch each other or something and like fall through a portal and land in the other person's game or something. Yeah. That would that be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, that would have been awesome. West 3DP wanted, we kind of answered his question, were any of you not disappointed by the Smash Fighter reveal? I'm not disappointed by it. I, I don't Me have neither. any characters anymore that I really need to get into Smash. I'm just kind of along for the ride now. Mm-hmm. Um, I already I bought the pass. So. He's deserving. And I haven't bought the pass. but <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's just been okay so far. Sephiroth was like, oh, kind of expected this, maybe. Like, I'm not too surprised by it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Monster Hunter Rise was shown a new trailer last night. We got to see some story dialogue. We got to see a little cutscene, some new monsters, and the Rampage, mm-hmm. which I think is a horde mode. That's what it looks like, or right. like kind of like a tower defense yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a big set piece battle mm-hmm. and multiplayer. Uh, it's out March 26th, and a free demo will be coming to Nintendo Switch in January. Reminder: This mm-hmm. is a Switch exclusive. Um. Like yeah. the Japan aesthetic that they kind of have going. Yeah. Um, like very with the whole Japan-like. thing. It's, yeah. it's very nice. I'm not going to get it because I don't do Monster Hunter. I've tried. Um, but it looks cool. I do give yeah. them that. I think it's a good looking game. It's um, a good looking game for yeah. a Switch. Like Switch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really exactly it's like the RE engine, right? If I was doing a Switch exclusive, this is exactly like what I think I would hope for, right? It's not mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, but for the Switch, it looks like a really good game. So there was a massive Capcom link that potentially leaked out that this game and Monster Hunter Stories 2 is coming out on PC eventually. Okay. So it'll probably be on well, that's PC. Good. That's yeah. good. Other people can play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I might try the demo. I already know I don't like Monster Hunter. Um, I wish I did because it looks mm-hmm. so like it, it looks so cool. I wish I could get into this franchise. Yeah, yeah, it's just me and multiplayer demo. stuff. I've never played it. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, it looks a lot more um, like faster than previous Monster Hunters. I feel the previous Monster Hunter games, excluding Monster Hunter, um, the the recent one, is just very slow, clunky. Um, it's very hard to traverse and like climb through walls and, and everything. This one though, it has a little bug that like you can. It's like a hook shot, like yeah, in mid air. It's very fast. It's very like fluid. So I'm I'm thinking. It would be more action RPG that we expect versus previously. That's good. It's a proud franchise and uh, one that has a Mm -hmm. long history with Nintendo. So I know there are a lot of people out there. I imagine we'll see some sort of special edition. Oh, I pre-ordered that. The whole direct and all that. Yeah. I pre-ordered the whatever the special limited edition from Best Buy. Oh, I meant like a console. Oh, really? 
we say in another show that they almost always have a, they, they almost always do yeah. for monsters? Oh, man, what? Yeah, because don't they have a dock, right? I think you're the... jogging my memory. They have a dock <laughs> that they did, I think, in Japan. They did, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Sea of Solitude, the director's cut, coming to Nintendo Switch on March 4th. This isn't just a port of the game that appeared last year on Xbox PlayStation 4. The director's cut will feature a rewritten story, a new cast of voice actors, new cutscenes, and a new photo mode. A limited edition box copy of this is available as well. Um, I played this game. I've beaten this game. Have either mm-hmm. of you? No. Um, this was one of the games that I brought up when EA said over the summer, whenever the last time we're talking about EA, remember they said they had six games or something coming to Switch? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be. this is going to be one of them. So I, was, uh, I wasn't surprised when this came out. This was a really, it's a really cool pitch. Like when the commercial and the trailer came out for this, I was all over this game. It's like Wind Waker. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go play it. Um, played it, having beaten it, it's okay. It's not... You know, I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it, but it's also a cheap get. Like, it's not bad by any means. Mm-hmm. The thing that I wanted to ask, and I'm sure this has been the case, but I, it just doesn't dawn on me. Has there ever been a game that, like, re- released a port of a game with, like, a brand new cast and new story? And, like, well, I, that's I was weird, right? How yeah, is a little weird. Between a director's cut and a sequel. I don't remember much voice acting. So maybe they're doing more. Um it's really like an environmental, you know, it's, this is, and I love these types of games. We're going to talk about another one later on, but these are those like feel games, right? Games for impact. That's my video game awards category. I love those games. And this is one of those games, right? Like you're dealing, I guess it's been a minute since I've played it, guys. So if I get this completely wrong, forgive me. My long memory of it, it's like, it's kind of like symbolic for her, like depression. She's constantly like battling with this monster and everything that's kind of chasing her. And you got to do all these little puzzles and sail around and, you know, do the things that we, we do in games like this was good. Just wasn't grand. It wasn't exactly um, maybe like the uh, the feelings experience that I was expecting overall. But it was good. You know, it was a good game. 20 bucks. It was worth it. Cool. I bought it the day it came out. I think it beat it that weekend. It was, it was good. Is it on Game Pass? I bought it. Now, it okay. should be because EA is it on Game Pass. Now. So yeah. all the EA games are there. So it should be there. Sounds good. But I, I couldn't remember a game that like did so much work to a re-release yeah other than dragon quest 11 s right they did new features uh, yeah. with the switch version but not brand new cast and in, story like, rewritten yeah. story like the rewritten That's story part i'm like is that like a little rewritten story or is that like a big rewritten story? i feel like a director's cut it would be like it kept most of it but like here's some extra scenes <laughs> included in the yeah. original like yeah, yeah deleted mm-hmm. scenes but video game anyway mm-hmm. i hope it runs well on switch it should cartoony mm-hmm. should new super over. lucky's tale that's another one that has done like a brand new good one no, that is a good play. one new super yeah. lucky's tale is great old yes, super lucky's tale better. wasn't as good exactly yeah, yeah no that's yeah. a good one garrett i like that all right i'm excited to talk to you about this one the shady part of me is a game that was announced last night world premiere and released right then and there it's available everywhere shadow yep shadow is drop using screenshots from i am yeah it looks cool rebecca it's real good. I, I like yeah. it. It's been nice. a minute since I've gotten into like an indie game. 30 minutes of this. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> uh, I was. It's so funny because we're preparing to do our favorite games of the year. And one of the things that I was going to bring to that conversation is how much less the indies are doing it for me this year mm. compared to last year. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I, I haven't either played as many or just wasn't impressed. They weren't as much. good. Yeah. This yeah. one. 
This one's good. This is mandatory oh. stuff. Everybody go play it. Um, you'll switch between 2D, 3D. I'm going to read some of the stuff and then I'll tell you about my experience. Uh, you get to rewind time, solve p- puzzles to break the dream. As a little girl in her shadow, you overcome emotional struggles through surreal dreamscapes across a touching narrative filled with twists and surprises. It's on sale right now for a launch discount. It's like 13 and a quarter, I think. How much puzzle is it? Is that like most of what it is? Okay. So we have had shadowy puzzle games for a long time, right? Like we yep. got like Limbo, Contrast. This game yeah. reminds me a lot of Contrast. The difference is, uh, and I've only played it for about an hour. So we'll see, right? I haven't beat it. We'll see. But my one hour into it, like my first impression, this is better than those. And that's saying a lot. I like Limbo. Um, but I would prefer to play something like this. There are puzzles. So far, they're light. You know, like you pull a crank to you know, move a platform or cover something. So um, the the basic mechanics are you've got the girl um, who can't walk into like the light and then you have like the, her shadow, right? And they can both move independent of each other and you got to use each other to get that. The thing that I love about this game though, is as you are doing the platforming and walking across the level, the story is being told to you kind of like in real time, not like cool. it's like, as you move across platforms, like little mm-hmm. words will start to write on the screen or oh, they'll cool. start to appear in the shadow or you'll hear a voice, like a narrator will say something or you'll get like a little blurb that kind of floats across the screen. And the visuals are beautiful. It is a gorgeous game for a game for that a doesn't switch. have a lot of color. So much. like it's a lot of, you know, it's like contrast, right? It's a lot of muted mm-hmm. monochrome, it's like shades of color. It's not color. It's not, you know, it's black, it's brown, you know, white, you know, that type of stuff. It's gorgeous. A lot of what you're saying does remind me of Limbo, which yeah, I yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Limbo's a I good. Like puzzles. I like simple puzzles like it that. It feels like Limbo yeah. when you're playing, like mechanically, very mm-hmm. Limbo. Yeah. Okay. Um, But story-wise, in my opinion, so much better because it's. Oh, right. I want to play that. It's, it's got all the feels. Like, this has got real feels into it. Like, I was 30 minutes in. I was like, I'm so invested in this little girl. Like, I can't wait to get her, you know, to the end. And, like, there were some cutscenes. I don't want to spoil it. But there was, like, some cutscenes with all this, like, little kid picture book animation that's going on that's really Mm -hmm. good looking and impressive. And I'm just, I'm really digging it. Like I said, this year, indies haven't been doing it for me. An hour into this game, I can't wait to play it more. I might pick that up over like around Christmas. What's well, on sale now? So you yeah, save yourself. I don't. Oh, I think I might pick it up. Buy it and then play it. Then I don't think yeah. it's that expensive. I don't remember what the original price was. I think it's like fifteen. It might be fourteen ninety nine. Twenty. I don't. I don't and really now know. you can get it for like thirteen if you buy it right away. Yeah, I use coins, so I got it for like eleven. For eleven bucks, might be one of the best eleven dollar purchases I've made all year. I don't remember this trailer from last night, so I'm glad we're talking about this. It's so yeah. good, and good. Oh, one of the things I like about it, right, when you're playing the girl shadow, so you'll be running along like the platform of the shadows on the wall, and then like you will try to explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be running, and then like the wall will bend, and then you'll start going down like a three D corridor. Mm-hmm. And like, as you kind of transfer from this 2D flat to like this 3D type of style, it's just really impressive. Like when I was playing it, I was like, that's really cool. And I'm sure we've done it before. We have all mm-hmm. kinds of games where you play on the wall, right? But I, this feels different to me. And I maybe I'm just, maybe that's just new game smell talking, but I was mm-hmm. playing it and I was really digging it. And here's the thing. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of these, you know, like Gree, 
like a light puzzle platformer that has some emotions. I play it 30 minutes. I was like, this is better than that. Like, this wow, is better I than that. Up, this isn't right? your normal shadowy indie platformer. It's better than that. Wow. That's saying a lot. If you like I those games. You, I, I know you love all those games that you compared it to. Yep. So if you like those games, play it. Because so far, I think it's better that than this. Yeah. Do you know this developer? Or is this they're their new? first game? They're, okay. they're, uh, I think they're French. But I might oh, be okay. wrong on that. But like the the studio name, I didn't want to try to pronounce. So I didn't put it in here. Gotcha. It's like DeVoe so. or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. So leave that one alone. Good on them. Guys, the Evil Dead is getting a video game. <laughs> okay. What is this? Oh, man. This is, a, this is awesome. This is what this is. Uh, uh, okay. You'll be able to join... Uh, Teams of four, multiplayer only. You can play co-op or you can play player versus player where you get to go back, Ash, right? Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, and you go back and you've got to like escape, right? Uh, I wrote down the, the stuff here. What do they have? Uh, pow- take control of the powerful Kandarian demon to hunt Ash and his friends while possessing deadites, the environment, even the survivors themselves, according to developer Saber Interactive. This oh, is coming cool. to Switch. And I was surprised. When I saw that, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, get excited. Go to buy an Xbox. And they were like, and Nintendo Switch. I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Yahweh, totally coming. Um, cool. My favorite scary movie, The Evil Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so I should watch it. So I'm all, well, I don't know. <laughs> Do you like scary movies? <laughs> I mean, they're fine. If you like scary movies, The Evil Dead is a must have. Like, yeah, I you've like gotta good watch movies. It. If you don't if like scary, scary movies, right. don't watch. Yeah, okay. My wife was like, there's so much blood. <laughs> I'm fine with blood. Blood's not it's not like hostile bed. It's 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 yeah. good though. Yeah, my favorite one. Capcom has announced two games last night at the Game Awards: Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, coming yeah. to the Nintendo Switch in February 25th. I thought that was very cool. That was Did a cool you? announcement. Yeah. Okay. Why? For sure. Because you know I love retro. I love seeing these things get sure. revived. Okay. I think it was the it was cool the way they presented it, right? It was, yeah, it was, it was like, hey, come look at this refresh look of Ghost and Goblins, and I think I remember playing this in the arcades as well, like a little bit in the arcades as well. So it isn't was this cool on our NES this. Classic? I'm gonna think it's something else. It might be. Yeah, I think it is. I my only mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll save it. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium is also coming. It's a collection of 32 classic Capcom games. Uh, also coming in February includes 1943, The Battle of Midway as a free download. Additional titles will be sold as separate packs. So they're kind of doing their own virtual yeah. console type thing. That's kind of cool. I saw some good stuff in there. Final Fight, Street Fighters. I think the original yeah. Ghosts and Goblins is in there. Yes. Yeah, so it looks cool. I, th- I feel like that kind of thing could get expensive depending on how many games you want. I probably won't get them, but I like to see that they're doing it. Chat might be able to help me here. Um Ghost of Goblins, doesn't it have like a real like long history of being real hard? Is that the it one? It is. Yeah. It okay. is hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like first and foremost, I was probably out on that. I think the art style threw me off a bit. I rewatched the trailer today. I think it looks better. It definitely has that um, unity look. Like it has a lot that of- rogue legacy look. Well, I that's the kind of remake yeah. that I like to see. They they made it still look like it resembles the original, but it looks good for yeah. 2020. Yeah. It's refreshing, I yeah. think. You gotta think it would have been cool if they had released this in October, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it would have been better. Their plans probably got pushed back too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like everybody's. Ryan has a question. Oh yes, um, he wants to know with the return of Ghosts and Goblins in the form of Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, what other long-forgotten Capcom or other third-party franchises would you like to see get this treatment on Switch? 
he's very happy to see this return. Um, they've mm. done a lot, right? I think Bionic yeah. Commando got like a, a remaster or a remake last gen. Maybe the gen before the 360. I think. Maybe. You don't know? Okay. I, yeah, sorry. I, I think, I'm, I'm out I think on that one came out. Um, look, I'm going to have no love here. And this is where I was going to go with the arcade stuff. I don't want to play any more NES games. I'm just, it, it's, it's not my childhood. They're, yeah. They're really hard. They don't have like all the like bells and whistles and stuff that I've grown to expect. And I don't want to play them anymore. So probably not going to get that. So I'm not going to ask for one of those to be remade. So I'm going to go with Beautiful Joe. <laughs> Give me a Beautiful Joe game and I'll buy the hell out of that. Big time. I think, yeah, I, I wasn't much of an arcade kid too, because that was in my childhood. Um, I, I think the most arcade game I've played actually is the uh, uh, Galaga. So if they just did oh. some sort of remix with that, I, I'm sure Galaga they have. would be cool. A new Galaga, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Same awesome. type of 8-bit art style. Like, I like that type of stuff, so. Me That's too. Cool. Like anything for this that I, I like how they're doing it with, you know, the original 8-bit, like the, the whole sprite work I'm really yeah. a fan of. So I like to see that sort of thing. Um, doesn't Capcom do, I know it's not arcade, but um, they do a lot of this, uh, you know, remastering of like they have the Mega Mans they keep redoing. Mm-hmm. Um, they oh, they do refresh a lot, a lot of their, their old, IP. Yeah, their old libraries. Yeah. Don't they want the, a lot of folks went to the Battle Network games? Those are the ones of the Mega Mans that didn't come over yet? Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I have that do, on my Retroid Pocket 2. And, and Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis, yeah. It doesn't fit that 8-bit, you know, arcade <laughs> style, but it is long forgotten, and it was an awesome game. Bring back Dino Crisis, mm-hmm. you cowards. Um, <laughs> Disco Elysium is still coming to Nintendo Switch in the form of the final cut, mm-hmm. which includes new quests and story bits that we can expect in the detective RPG set to arrive on Nintendo Switch Summer 2021 which will probably be six months after it arrives on PlayStation consoles in <laughs> March. It looks like PlayStation has bought up some more exclusivity for their platform. Uh, I've been waiting to play this on Switch for a while. Is this better really? on radar? I got it on PC. I got it for like 12 bucks. Yeah? I still need to play it. I heard it's a really great RPG. Yeah, so I so would I. be really into it. It's like no um, combat, right? It's all conversation stuff. There is combat, though. Oh, is there? there yeah, there's turn-based combat, like, okay. uh, like Divinity. Um, and so again, this final cut, like it's new quests and new story bits, I guess we're having this kind of motion of like these refreshed games and in new platforms, they're like, okay, a little bit of time has passed. Now let's add some more stuff to it. Except that we didn't even get the first one. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> like we didn't get the first one to get the, get the better cut. version. And that's weird for like switch games. It's like you, you sure. have the better version now. And I'm like, mm, okay, that works. Sounds good. I mean, I've waited this long. Might as well keep on That's waiting. That's true. Yeah. Master Chief from the <laughs> Halo series has arrived in Fortnite. Yes, that you can play on your Nintendo Switch. I took a picture of it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Chief's entire bundle costs 2600 V V-Bucks, which is about $20. Or you can get Chief for 1500 V V-Bucks if you just want the character alone, um, which is weird because you can only buy V V-Bucks, I think, in increments of 1000 so oh, that's gotta, how they get you. Yeah, you got to buy 2000 anyway. Um, so <laughs> you might as well just buy the extra. How does that compare in price to other characters? Um, I've paid more for other bundles, but other bundles have come with more characters. I think, I think their price for characters are, and I'm probably wrong on this, but I think they're all kind of standard. Okay. I think it's about the same mm-hmm. as other characters, I think. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it would be more. But like the bundle, well, so here's the thing. Like you didn't have to pay money for this one. Like the Joker bundle that came out last week, I had to pay money for. It. I couldn't even use V Bucks. It was thirty dollars. 
No wow. V-Bucks are for like just $30, $29.99. Can you get free V-Bucks? I'm not familiar with how it works. If you buy the battle pass and you complete tiers, you can earn V-Bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times, so if you buy the battle pass, if you buy the battle pass, which is fourteen ninety nine, I think ten. No, maybe just ten, maybe nine. So you you don't have to buy the battle pass. You can have it, and then you play like like if you unlock. The if you play pass, a lot of Fortnite, like Kevin, yeah, you never buy a battle pass because you keep exactly. unlocking the next one. Uh, but you've got to complete yeah. like ninety tiers. It takes a, you got to really play. It takes a while. Yeah, it does. Jack, I think Jack's only done it once, and Jack plays a lot. So that just shows you how much Kevin plays. If you're really hardcore into this, you could get him for free. I don't know if you're yeah. free, but yeah. And here's the other thing. A lot of times these characters are limited. You only have a few days to get them and then they go away. So like, that's how they get you. Yeah, I don't know if Kratos is Kratos still available. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't buy him, so I don't I don't think so. Yeah. But Kratos was the same same price, I think. So, yeah, I think they all kind of like these special characters like the Marvel characters and Batman and stuff. I think they all kind of come in at the same price. And they get a cool mm-hmm. little animation. But it's cool. I mean, outside of that, you run around and play as Master Chief on your Switch. For a lot of people, I think that's a really, like, that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah, that's a really cool deal. And uh, part of me, and I said it in the Discord, but part of me wants to tell you, I don't know how Nintendo fans are going to hear this, but Fortnite crushes Smash with these, like, these unveilings and, like, these reveals. I've, and then, yeah. obviously, you know, like, they're getting all this licenses and stuff that cost lots of money. But, I mean, they're really, really cool. Imagine if we had... Kratos and Master Chief in, in Smash. Smash. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of cool, yeah. You know, or The Walking Dead or Batman or like, like they just get like these incredible characters. Um, I buy Jack. I've bought Jack. I think we have about 20 characters or so that we've mm. accumulated over the years. I don't buy everything, but like when we have these special characters, I, you know, I try to throw them. Jack plays so much Fortnite that I, I don't mind throwing Fortnite 20 bucks. You know, every so often, I kind of feel like. Wonder how much do you think you you put into Fortnite now? Like a couple Probably hundred, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but it's like, it, but it's like over four years. You know. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you're casual about it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, twenty dollars here, twenty dollars there. You know, I've put that's more into. I've put more money into Rock Band. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely put more money into Rock Band than that. But and here's the but here's the cool thing. Um, I really like supporting Fortnite because we buy it, Jack and play. On Switch, on Xbox, on PlayStation, on his phone. Yeah, all plays with friends. But all of the characters and everything you buy, it's everywhere. It doesn't matter. You just sign in and all of your stuff is there all the time. So, I mean, it's just really, really cool. And they just continue. Like, they're riding a high wave right now. And uh, it's kind of cool to see Fortnite being like the front of that cross progression, cross play oh, yeah. uh, type of um, wave going on. Yeah, it's, it's breaking things right now in the gaming market. Mm hmm. Animal Crossing took home the award for guess what? Family Best game? family game. Ooh, you so, mean the Nintendo award? That's exactly what this <laughs> the is. So Nintendo award. I wrote this down. This feels like, and I say this every year. This feels like an award that they put in just to give it to Nintendo, so they should just call it the Nintendo award. 2014 Mario Kart 8, 2015 Super Mario Maker, 2016 Pokemon Go. That's weird. Family game. <laughs> Uh, 2017 Super Mario Odyssey, 2018 The Lone Standout, Overcooked 2, 2019 Luigi's Mansion 3, 2020 Animal Crossing New Horizons. So Mm -hmm. six out of the five out of the six years have all been Nintendo games. And it makes you wonder if any game will ever like get like, you know, strong considerations, you know, like Animal Crossing sells over 30 million copies. Like, did they actually consider it for game of the year? Because they just throw it a bone, like ah, it's family game. We'll just throw it over there. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's not that because it was never going to win game of the year. Yeah. And yeah, they wanted to recognize it somehow. It. So that's my axe to grind, my annual axe to grind with game awards and why I don't like them. So <laughs> see you next year when we're talking thought. about another ni- <laughs> Nintendo. Mario <laughs> 3D World up for the second time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Doom Mario Eternal. Golf. Oh, ooh, don't don't play with my heart. Doom <laughs> Eternal released uh, out into the wild and surprisingly, guys, it's pretty good. Um, oh, yeah, I was watching all of the resolution things. You still don't have the digital foundry drop on no. it, right? I haven't seen that, but not yet. Game Explain has a really good one. Um, I think it's called Switch Up. Have a great technical and, and they do a really good and an, like analysis videos anyway. So if you're into that type of stuff, uh, but The Verge has a really great write up where they they basically talk about. The game is basically, it's 30 frames locked. doesn't matter, like locked and everything. So you're going to play Doom in 30. A lot of people don't like that, but 30 is good. Um, 720p at most with dynamic resolution. So it's going to dip below okay. there from time to time. The biggest issue seems to be with the cutscenes that they take quite the hit. They run at a lower frame rate and they're kind of letterbox and stuff. So uh, oh, expect goodness. that. But here's the thing. Who cares about the cutscenes in Doom? We're talking about John Carmack, who once said that a story in a video game is like a story in porn. You know, like it doesn't need to be there. Like that's his quote. That's what he says. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I every time I hear Kevin talk about cinematic games and the stories and the game of the year and The Last of Us, I always think of John Carmack. <laughs> like, I wonder what John Carmack <laughs> thinks of that. Um, but yeah, all things considered, I've watched a lot of gameplay of it. I'm really impressed. I'm so happy to crow mm-hmm. on this. Panic button. This is, but, but this is better than Wolf 2 and Doom before it. This is better. They've done a better job with this one than those. Um, and I can't wait for Digital Foundry to tell me all the reasons why, but the yeah. footage I've seen in motion, game looks great. And I had somebody yeah. who's played yeah. a lot of Doom Eternal on Xbox One X and it looks stellar over here on Switch. It's totally an okay way to play that game. It's not the best way, but it was never mm-hmm. going to be. But it's a good way to play the game, especially if you don't have the means to do so. Mm-hmm. And uh, having said all that, I can just say this, one of my favorite shooters ever. So, nice. you know, if you're looking for a shooter on Switch, this is probably my top recommendation at this point because I love Doom Eternal. Um, and I wonder how Nintendo fans would feel about it because uh, in the Discord, we've talked about this before, I really like the platforming in Doom Eternal and the verticality that the levels have in these arenas and jumping and slinging across sides while you're shooting and stuff. I feel like maybe that'll placate better to a Nintendo base, but maybe it's just me projecting my own stuff onto them. No, I think you're right. I played uh, a little bit of uh, of uh, Doom Eternal on PC, and I, I could see the platforming being a little bit akin to the, to the Nintendo audience. It's just actually for even for me, it's just it's super fast and twitchy, yeah. and like you you got to be quick on on your toes in order to like get through these arenas. I like died. Like, I don't even know, like 10 times in the first area. I was yeah, like, I mean, that's a part of it. They yeah. really teach you the hard way that, so like they build their entire game around you rushing your opponent. Exactly. This isn't yeah. a game where you like sit back and cover and shoot and be safe yeah. and conserve ammo. None of that. Rip and tear. Like switch weapons, constantly switch run. ammo, move, mm-hmm. move, move, because you can't get more ammo and you can't get more health unless you kill people. Like that's yeah. how you get those drops. So you've got to go, like, just go. And if you're, you know, if you're running out of bullets, you run out of health, then just die and start over because like hanging back and playing mm-hmm. passively is not going to do you any good. You're going to And die. then you check out like which monsters are like weak against what, and then you learn their patterns. And I was like, this is actually kind of cool. shooter. Ignoring the, you know, all the 
grossness and blood and gore if you don't mind that as a Nintendo person. And it's like, I mean, this game could be definitely for you. I saw footage as well. It looks fine. I'll definitely play on my PC with 144 frames per second. And it's going to be beautiful. But, you know, I would like to see on a Switch Lite, though. Like, like in a small screen, I think this would look pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like The Witcher 3. I actually think, um, ooh, I hope I'm not throwing Andre down the bus. I think Game Explained said it's better on handheld. Like, it, I, it, it makes the I've jump better if you keep too. it in handheld as opposed to blowing the picture up, which makes yeah. sense to me. I think we've seen several bigger ports. It's like, don't don't put it on the TV. Oh, Witcher 3, don't put it on yeah, the TV. Play please. it on handheld. Like, reduce, <laughs> reduce your field of view. Count, please. <laughs> it goes a long way. Yes, it does. <laughs> Here we are on our consoles turning HDR off. On Switch, it's like, unplug it from the TV. Take oh it out. <laughs> uh, Banjo and Kazooie, Terry Bogard, and Byleth Amiibo will also be coming out March 26th, so the same day as Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's a big day. Pre-ordered Do you Byleth. think we'll have a direct before March 26th? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be funny if we didn't. Right? You remember the last time I was like, you think we'll have a direct? And I laughed, and we'd have a direct for like 18 months. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, it could happen. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I've seen so many theories saying that the, the direct format is... A thing of the past. And Ooh, I think we had a question about that. Purchase, did we? Yeah, I think so. Save that. Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett, tell me yeah. some really exciting news. Guys, Persona 5 Strikers will arrive on the Nintendo Switch system on February 23rd in the West. In the West. English. We don't in have to West. import it. We don't Do have, to have to figure out how to change the English from Japanese text or something like that. Thank goodness. Uh, you could get the Steelbook uh, for Best Buy, and then I think you get exclusive pen for GameStop. Get, like, yeah, uh, like a pen that you wear, like a lapel pen. Get yeah, you, pen. You, you just get throw that off book. to the display. You just get the Steelbook. Get the Steelbook. Um, visit six different cities across Japan, cook tantalizing regional recipes, and lend a helping hand to those in need. Then fight against the shadows to uncover the source of the corruption within the metaverse dungeons. That's, that's very Persona. Um, but I'm interested in the story. Because oh, it's yeah. going to be directly after Persona 5. I hope it lives up to the uh, demo. Game. Demo was great. I saw their previews yeah. out for this today. Did you see those? No, I did not. People went hands-on, and uh, they're Ooh. doing writing up previews. And I saw that there's even some dungeon crawling that isn't okay. like Muso stuff that they've baked in there just to kind of give you that feel. So you're like sneaking up on, on things. That's like that. cool. Yeah. I'll be down with that. Get excited. Oh, man. MPD reports came in today and said that Nintendo Switch has continued its streak of best-selling console for the month in the United States. This is the 24th month in a row, two straight years, where Nintendo (laughs) Switch has sold more units than competition. Year-to-date, Switch has almost sold 7 million total units, already beating out last year's total. Donnie, didn't you predict that that streak would end as soon as the next-gen console I absolutely did, 100%. Oh, the wow. sh- most shocking news about this is that this really paints a picture of how light stock was on new next-gen consoles. I was, yeah. I would have bet you my mortgage that they would have shipped at least 2 million consoles of each, at least. But apparently the manufacturing and everything, just the numbers aren't there. Because here's the thing, they sold 1.3 million so they beat. They won this month at one point three. That means the other consoles yeah. were less than that. That's they just didn't have enough. You know why? How hard it is to get a PS4 or a PS5? That's, That's why. why. <laughs> there are none. There are none to get. It's impossible. Right I now. was I was stunned. I was like, when this news came out, because it actually came out yesterday, and then more reporters came out and followed up on it today. Yesterday, I was talking to Jeff Grubb, but I was like, this has got to be fake. Like, this can't be. This has got to be 
you know, like sometimes they'll take these statistics, massage them to make them look away. I think PlayStation mm-hmm. is doing that. They're like, we've had our best month ever. Yeah, you have in revenue. That's not profit. <laughs> and that's not units sold. Right. You know, like that's because your box is $500 and you sold a million of them. <laughs> it doesn't help, though, if it takes you 600 to make it. You know, like there's a lot of things that these companies do to make up these numbers. Um, but it's impressive. I will 100%. Nintendo's not going to keep this up for long. The new consoles have all the demand. Like, I mean, that's proven. They're sold out. There, you can't find the one. Switch Pro. <laughs> there you go. Until they announce the Switch Pro, that mm-hmm. could do it. That that will help them stay competitive for sure. That's why they should do it. I hope they do it. I believe they'll Gosh, do it. Switch is just so successful. Yeah, I mean they're crushing. It. And there's the other thing is you know revenue. I think the the all right. You shouldn't care. Right, we we talk about this on the show because it's news, it's newsworthy, but you shouldn't care. If you are one of these people that care about, you know, using this as like a, a way to argue for your box on Twitter, mm-hmm. you should care about profit and not revenue and not units sold. Right? Profit is what really matters. <laughs> like these companies That's aren't true. doing it for the company, that doesn't matter to us. Well, I mean, but the companies aren't doing it for MPD awards, right? The companies are doing <laughs> it for money. And what's the best metric of money? Profit. Not yeah. revenue and not units sold. So, and in that, I'm, I'm trying to make a Nintendo point here. Think of the profit margins on Switch for this. <laughs> it's, it's so high. Like, you know, eventually, and I'm saying that really to kind of paint the picture. Let's say two months from now when we get restocks, right? And PlayStation mm-hmm. 5's out, outsells the Switch and all the PlayStation fans are talking. Remember, that's units sold, not profit. <laughs> They're fair. probably taking a loss. On selling that many units, they're very yeah, it's very close. Whereas Nintendo's right? like, good on you guys. We're just gonna go to the bank and make our deposit. <laughs> we're, we're gonna they can knock that console we'll down to 150 bucks, still make profit. We'll give you yeah. a couple of Zelda remasters next year. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're just laughing. Cool. They're laughing to the bank, right? And again, we shouldn't care. Nobody should care. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett, you want to talk about this? Yeah, it's it's been going on, you know, recently for the past few weeks. Nintendo has been getting like a bad, like not bad reputation, but just like no, rubbing, it's, bad, it's definitely really it's rubbing off the wrong way. So we've we've gotten this this popular hashtag called hashtag free melee. You know, I talked about I think it was a couple of of shacks ago about uh, one of the biggest melee online tournaments being blocked off, cease and desist from Nintendo called the Big House, um, and that's because they were using third party. Um, outside software to play Melee, illegal copies, basically. Well, recently, Nintendo canceled a live stream event of the Splatoon 2 North American Open, so one of their own events, because a number of teams changed their names in support of the Melee community. So They named uh, themselves Free Melee. And And if this event had gone on and Nintendo didn't do anything, nobody would really care. Yeah, I think nobody would be talking about it, but the fact they canceled it makes everybody talk about it. Because exactly. They didn't want their, and I get it. They didn't want their announcers saying, and free melee has taken over the power. Like, <laughs> but who are they really talking to? Like, I wouldn't have never heard that. Yeah. Like, exactly. Nintendo, hire us. We'll do your marketing. Like, we it got- was the talk of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And it still, really was. If you go onto any of Nintendo's tweets, it's still all over their replies. Yeah, it's trending. I know there's a couple stories. We're not going to talk about them, but there's a couple stories that's kind of going against Nintendo's way. And here's the thing. I totally get why Nintendo's doing st- some of the stuff they're doing. Of course. They're protecting yeah, yeah. their own image. You have to do so. You've got to defend yourself. Because if you don't defend yourself, then you can't say that you wanted to defend yourself in court. They have to. Right? I don't know. Fans are like, why are you doing it? 
They have to. It's just how corporations work. When you have corporations that make as much money as they do and they have lawyers, lawyers are going to tell you you got to do it. Like, you got to do it. But uh, at the same time, they're not doing themselves any favors. There's a there's a mm-hmm. right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And right now, Nintendo seems to be doing it the wrong way. Yeah, especially to their like their closest Nintendo yeah. fans, right? It's not yeah. to the general audience. It's like, you know, they're, they're longtime fans that they're just kind of just shutting off. They're yeah. like, you know what? You're hurting our image, so boom. We're, Gotta we're remember they're corporations. It's not Reggie. Reggie's not over there. Doug Bowser's right. not over there. Like we've got to cancel the tournament. <laughs> like that's not how it is, right? You know, it's not them. Yeah. It's their corporations, and they, they've yeah. got a lot of people that do this type of stuff. So I mean, these things happen. We make noise, and then it goes away, and then it just goes back to normal, yeah. and we just keep buying their games. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a cycle that happens every once in a while, anyway. Yeah. Um, they took, you know, did another YouTube music takedown, you know, copyright strikes, which again, they're in their right to do. Every time it happens, I bring up the fact that I would give so much money if they let us buy their songs like give us you know put them on streaming services or put them yeah you know, i could see nintendo doing some kind of gimmicky their own music streaming service the nintendo of their creators own. program they would do that <laughs> well they tried didn't they then they tried that with the youtube thing with content creators a couple years ago they tried to do their own content thing where you could make content for them but they monetized your channel yes or something like and that most of it too yeah and everybody quit like yeah again there's a right way of doing it. There's a wrong way of doing it. And it seems like whoever's making these decisions over Nintendo, like it needs to be a group decision. Like somebody needs to get yeah. them in a room and be like. The problem that people have is that they're not offering another way to do this. They take down the ROMs, but they don't offer a way to get them. They take down the music. They don't offer another way to listen to it. So people, that's why people are doing this. Yeah. And, and people are going to keep doing it until and they find an alternative way. Nintendo's in their right to do it. Yep. It yeah. just makes it hard, though. <laughs> just like they're going to come after anybody that, that roms their games. And, like, it's just going to continue to be a thing. They've, again, they have to. They've got to defend themselves. Well, if I've they got don't, your roms, Nintendo. Right. But if they don't, then they can't, you know, they can't sue you later for it. They got to. So That's true. Rebecca, hit us with those sweet, sweet questions. Absolutely. Delvin has a very good question. He wants to know, is there a character that could be introduced to Smash at this point that would be universally applauded? <laughs> oh my we God. Know, no. We know that you're never going to make every single person happy, but is there someone that could really make most people happy? I was going to say Shantae, but then I remembered like how some people feel about indie games. Like when indie games, character. right? It yeah, a, when indie um, games get shown at E3 character. and stuff, they're like, "Oh, show us real games," you know. It can't be a character either. You know, there's going to be people unhappy that it's a, a woman in my game. It has to be a white male, yes. It has oh to be a white male. Well, that's not going to make everybody happy either. Because <laughs> you get the counter reaction to that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that would be a mess. Ditto. What if they put Ditto in Smash? Yeah, yeah. You could put freaking Ditto in there. You could copy whatever you want. He could be anything. This is like it's a Kirby. It's a Kirby clone. And they would hate him for that. Yeah. Just a Kirby clone. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because that's true. It's so true. It would have to be a Nintendo character. Um, I don't think yeah. every it would be universally applauded if it was third party. Yeah, but if it was a Nintendo character, is there a franchise that isn't represented in? in smash i'm really trying because if it was a nintendo character that was already in smash like, oh my god another zelda character i mean i think the champions would be dope i would love an entire pass that was just Impa would be amazing i think a lot of people would be very happy with impa yeah yeah 
I would I be down with her. The closest we could probably get because she's not an anime sword fighter, really, technically. She's a ninja. Yeah, she is ninja. Naruto. All right, guys. Yeah. She's Basically. in one of the most popular franchises right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Zelda rep that's not another version of Link. That's mm-hmm. true. So I think that's the closest we're going to get, Delvin. My personal favorite, Dixie Kong. I feel like she would have a freaking cool move set. You know what? You know who Dixie Kong is? It's not a new character. We have Diddy Kong. That's what people would complain about. That's exactly what no, they would say. No, it's going to be totally different. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she has I a ponytail. She could use that you as, and I as, both a, know. as a punch. Should be a shadow. None of this new stuff. Uh, people. Yeah. It would be hard. I mean, it's just in general. Is there anything you can say on the internet that is universally beloved? No, nothing. You know, the sky is blue, isn't you? Like seriously, the world is flat. (laughs) You know, like there's nothing. There's nothing at this point. There'll always be something for somebody. Kyle wants to know. He's still thinking about Samus making an appearance in Fortnite. If he said, uh, if she did instead of Master Chief or an addition, do you think the Fortnite community would even know who she is or where she's from? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, like, it's funny to take shots at Metroid. It is a series that doesn't sell as well as others. But that doesn't mean that it's not as known as well as others. I think Metroid, and we've talked about this, Metroid being like the, there's a reason it's called Metroidvania. I think that scares people off. I I think that's not, you know, I mean, how many Metroidvania sell 20 million copies? I think I hear the word Metroidvania. I don't think of Metroid. No, I know. Like, like I know. I'm just saying, thing. but that's a reason why it's called a Metroidvania. The yeah. Metroid, the style of genre. Yeah, of Metroid game, is yes. synonymous with that, right? If they made a first-person action Metroid game, I think we'd be talking about a completely different story. But they've never made that game. Right. He wants to know: Would the hype be as exciting as Master Chief no. was? No. Master Chief is a much more iconic character than Samus Aran. I um, do, I'm not as confident as you guys. As I, I don't think. The, the people like us know who she is. I don't mm-hmm. think the general child or Jack knows who Samus is. Plays, yeah, because Jack's aware he's of an Nintendo like, person. Like well, he's I know. into it. Like he's very aware and into the kind of stuff we're into. It wouldn't be as exciting as Master Chief, and people wouldn't know it as much as Master Chief. But to say that like more people would not know it than know it, I don't think is fair. I think when it comes to video games, people recognize Samus, even if it's oh, that's that Nintendo character because of Smash. Because of Metroid, because of Metroid Prime, because of the memes, because of the talk, like Metroid is a thing. I think adults might, but I don't know if kids, kids, people under eighteen. I think that's fair. That's fair. Maybe they don't. Honestly, guys, the first time I introduced to Metroid was the original Super Smash Brothers. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash introduced me to Metroid too. And, but how many people know characters because they're in Smash? I mean, there's a, that's a part of oh, yeah, I Samus's history as well. Of that. That's true. I think I'm trying to think like if I ask more people the- might know Samus because of Smash than I was just actual Metroid. I was, I yeah, was, exactly. Uh, I was going to say if I were to ask the kids at my school, do you know who Samus from Metroid is? They might say she's a character in Smash Bros. It's a shame we've never got the shooter Metroid game that we deserve. It's a shame Metroid was never mm-hmm. in like Splatoon. Like there's so many things yeah. that you could do with Samus. She got uh, a gunship car in Rocket League, which yeah. was really awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, like more stuff like that. Samus has Samus is one of those Metroid is one of those franchises. Samus is one of those characters that has such a devout, strong fan base Mm -hmm. that in the moment there's any news, they will make waves. You will hear it like they will make ripples like it'll ripple across, you know, the echo chamber. Um, Because here's the thing I don't and I've said this before. 
I think the I think the sales numbers show that the Nintendo core base doesn't wrap their arms around Samus as much as people would think would like to think they do. Yeah. But here's the thing, like that hardcore gamer, they love Metroid games. And like when a Metroid game gets announced, you're going to see Devin who plays explicitly on PlayStation go pick up a Metroid game. And there are people mm-hmm. like him. It's not a lot of people, but there are people like him and I think you'll find them. I think there's people playing on Xbox, there's people playing on PC, there's people playing on other consoles. Like if they put Metroid Prime on PC, that would be a big deal. That would be a huge. lot of people would buy yeah. that game. I would buy that game. <laughs> right. No joke. So yeah. I, I don't want to and again, it's not Master Chief. Seldom very few things are. But Samus in Fortnite would be a big deal. I hope they still do it. I don't think they are. It but, would definitely be noticed. But I would it would love be a big deal. Them push her as one of the, you know, one of the mascots of Nintendo, along with like we got Mario, Link, Pikachu. Yeah. Push Samus's. She face. needs a shooter. She needs a, a shooting more, yeah. game. And she's a great character. Yeah. Like, Imagine I, if I Control backstory she, was yeah, awesome. Metroid. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah, there's tons of games. I, I would prefer a first person shooter, kind of like Halo. Like if you booted up a first person shooter with the beam cannon and like the visor. Right? You want it's so cool. something that's not a Metroid game. It's not that I want it. It's that I think it would be. I think it would resonate more. It'd be more successful. It would, it's not that I want it. it would be I'm going to buy Metroid Prime Four. I already have. I love Metroid Prime. Don't get me wrong. I love Metroid Prime just the way well, it is. JCU game sitting there pre-ordered. But what? <laughs> Seventeen Rebecca. But what we're talking about, right, is notoriety, popularity. It's never going to get there as it is. Because of the genre of the game that it is. I think that's proven. We got 35 years of data that proves it's never going to be it. How do you make it it? Yeah. You got to do a different style of game. And what would be the easiest thing to do? A shooter. Doesn't have to be a shooter. Like I said, imagine Control, which is a third person action game, right? Where you float around and shoot stuff. If you did that as a Metroid game and it looked awesome, people would buy that up in droves. That would be a mm-hmm. system seller. People that don't own Switches would get Switches to play that. Um, but I definitely think it's the genre that kind of holds it back. I do. I think cool. uh, a 2D, like a really good new 2D Metroid game would also make some waves. I think it's another part of it. So. More people kind of wanted to go back to its roots than, uh, you know, more Metroid Prime. But I, I just think Metroid is an awesome character and Nintendo just needs to push her a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, she's. I think we, everybody agrees with that. Sam yeah. is dope. I would love to see her be like a. a- the more prominent face for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Steven wants to know, I'm curious if Garrett can break down how awesome the new Fire Emblem 30th anniversary edition is on tonight's show. Is it a must own for Fire Emblem fans? Okay, guys, what I have right next to me, if you guys could see on the live stream, I do have the 30th anniversary edition of Fire Emblem. Was it? It's the crap. It's the first game. Shadow Dragon. It is freaking awesome, actually. This is probably one of Nintendo's better limited edition games. God, he's like, no way. All right. You ready to go? Okay. I'm going to first show it is I not mean, good. the poster. All right. All right. It's the Nintendo Power cover magazine. Where's up at his the front. pants? Well, there's his pants right there. I don't see them. Well, it's it's a, was it an early 90s Japanese? It looks cartoon. like he woke up at a sleepover. He has- <laughs> He's like, he's ready to go. Like, it's freaking PJs, okay? Yeah, well, you're, you're going to have to just deal with it, Rebecca. Um, 
And then you got a little bit of a blurb, a counselor corner type of thing. And it's just one page. It's not like a full Nintendo Power magazine, but it does have some cool little tips and tricks in here in two different languages. So you got that. That is cool. I, I think it's cool. Um, you got the slot for the NES cartridge uh, cover art for that. And then inside of that is the... You got the slot, the Nintendo Power NES slot. And then it's an acrylic um, NES, card. NES card. And this thing's freaking heavy. That's so cool. I love how that looks. Yeah. And I think I can like break someone's head with this thing. It's, it's super heavy. I You're going to drop it. Be careful. I started getting the FOMO as this game was released. And mm-hmm. I started people getting pictures. And I was like, man, did I? Should I just go ahead and get it? It's only it's like 50 bucks. Go ahead and get it. And then, uh, you know, the game dropped. And, and you I, played the game. I played the game for like an hour. I was like, no, I'm not getting this collector's edition. I'm never playing this again. I'm never I'm playing play this again. Ne- I'm going to talk about it next week. It's it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> it is. Uh, but you do get the instruction booklet with it. And I think in like several different languages. So if you want a little bit of help with that, you get the map as well. And then lastly, and I think this is the most important thing. It's the art book. Yeah, that's and really this- nice. This art book cover is amazing, and then everything in it is like it's not just the Shadow Dragon Fire Emblem character art, it's like the story behind it and like goes through all That's the cool. lore for you. And then it goes through pretty much every character art through every game up they until now. Still should have put a cartridge in the collector's edition. They really do should you have. really want to put a cartridge for that game? Yes, Don? I do. Yeah, right. it's about it's the principle of the matter. They just sold you a box of swag. That's what that's, that's what collector's edition is. Right, but no game. It was yeah, a collector's edition of the game. I got the digital code. I <laughs> can play it whenever I want. It's not the same. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I no, this this character is pretty dope. The game, to be honest. But wouldn't you rather also have the game? Why are we no, looking at this either or thing? Like, put the game in there. <laughs> I, I have the digital code. Really, Donnie, like, if I can get any collector's edition without the disc, give me the steel book. Right, but, but it's give not me a, a digital disc, code. it's a cartridge. Or, or whatever disc no, cartridge, I want the box. whatever physical I want media. the box I want the cartridge I want to put it on my shelf with my other boxes I would love a steel book yeah. it would be right. even did the, the the case even if it didn't have an actual cartridge physical yeah. game in it just to have something for the shelf yeah 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 but honestly the the swag part of of the fire Emblem, I think this is one of the better ones to be quite honest with you I love this 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 art book it's is one of the better ones well there you have it Stephen it's a must own for fire Emblem fans I think personally. I did not buy this for the game. I not bought a fan. this for the franchise. No longer a Fire Emblem fan. The audience. <laughs> oh, no. You've heard it here first, folks. Garrett, oh, for no. Fire Emblem fans. Must have. I, I, yep. I'm, I'm gatekeeping right now. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I played it. It's not like surprising. It is just the ROM. And you, know what, you know what I realized when I played it? I'm really Ooh. glad I got into Fire Emblem later because I'm yeah. not doing this. I immediately yeah. was like, no, not playing this. No I'm going to beat it and talk about it next week. Oof. It's going to be interesting. Best of luck to you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Godspeed, Garrett. Garrett wants to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you miss Reggie? Reggie fils No. I think I'm about a 6. I miss him a little bit, but not like I... I, I'm lost without him or, or something like that. I mean, he's he did, still around. <laughs> he's still around, but he's, I mean, he's not like as yeah, present, right? He's not the GameStop face. guy name. 
well, n- not even that. He's a counselor to GameStop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I miss him, but at the same time, I as like I forget about him. I was like, okay, yeah, Reggie's not there anymore, and go on with whatever Nintendo stuff I need to play. The bigger question he has here is, do you think Doug Bowser needs to make himself more visible to the gaming community the way Reggie did? That's a really hard question because I, at face value, I would love to say yes, right? Because it's just replacing what Reggie used to be. Mm-hmm. But I also think Reggie and Bill did that because they needed to at a time when Nintendo really needed it. Like they could yeah. have used the good PR and the good publicity. And that really is when they came out, right? During that Wii U, the early launch of the 3DS. Like it wasn't like they were always doing this. Um, Reggie's been visible, but like, you know, Reggie wasn't Reggie, you know, way back when. It really became as they started doing the directs, they really needed that visibility. Now that they're like riding a high wave, do I really think it matters? Like, do I need to see Doug? No. I mean, they've got yeah. the new people. Right, the 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 folks that they've had do in the last couple of directs, and we we do get to see more of the newer corporate faces um, from Nintendo Japan. I like seeing that. I'd love to see more developers, but they've they've got enough talking heads, but they are not Reggie, and I wouldn't go as far as saying yeah. that they're not Reggie. Reggie was endearing because I think there's a there's always going to be a cinema connection for us to Awada and Reggie because of the Nintendo Direct and like how they found their way. The Nintendo Rex started off, they were like super corporate, and then they became like super fourth wall and cheesy, and that like always endeared all of us, and now they've kind of come back into like a nice balance of the two, mm-hmm. you know? So I agree with you that it's it's not needed, I think, at this time, but I miss it. I, I do I miss it, yeah. There was okay. a lot of charm. There were a lot of like fun. Like, it, it was just fun. Like, Do the Reginator? The Reginator was the best. That was so cool. It was amazing. Yeah, you know in the nintendo community it's just fun and i miss that fun aspect of it yeah um so you're right it's not needed at all but it would be very cool to see him do that i'm not sure if that's doug bowser but it would be cool if it was yeah and you know they they do have the doug bowser moments with like a bowser plush and thing like they they try to make up a pun here and there but it's it's not (laughs) the same and i think what they're trying to do is get away from you know, Reggie was an important part of the company. I don't think there was probably a real... may not have been the best idea to put, like, your Nintendo head of America, like, in directs and stuff like that. Like, you have a marketing department. <laughs> That's what they're supposed That's to true. do. Um, so, I don't know. I think... It's still kind of, like, the face, though, of Nintendo of America, the same way that you've got, like, Phil Spencer and stuff like that. Even if he's not the marketing guy, he's still the one who's representing all of that. Sure. But the, I think the question now... I guess the question that I was posing is that a good idea because faces leave. I think we see this on PlayStation. They're like kind of, they're almost trying to become like face agnostic. It is the weirdest thing with PlayStation. Yeah, because they, they just used to have shoe and everybody yeah. out in front, and now they've pulled everybody back. And to, to an extent, I actually think Nintendo has basically done the same thing. They're, we've they're had, trying to do that too. We've yeah. had several directs that were kind of faceless. Uh, yeah. Like the last one, I, I think Troy Baker was voicing over you, know, like in the background. So like that's true. And I think the yeah. state of plays are doing that, and Xbox has Phil. Like, he's the one that's really out there, you know, out in front. He's the face of that entire brand. But how common is that? And I think there's probably, like, a strategic move to not be so dependent on one person. Because, like, what if Phil left? That'd be dire. <laughs> like yeah, that would be pretty dire. Be like, oh, my God. New face. It's, right, know. but that new face might be Don Matrick. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Let's not right, go back like, there. I think that's the point, right? It's, I understand that you're, everything you said is right. 
But look at all of the eggs that you put into that basket when that happens. <laughs> you know. I just miss the memes. Oh, of course. That, that Reginator <laughs> thing was the best thing that entire year. Like, I will never not love that. I remember waking up. I think that was it. A, it was a surprise drop, right? Because it wasn't like a direct. It was a teaser for a direct, right? They were like, here are our plans for E3 and watching it with Jason. And I think I just watched it over and over and over again. I was like, this is the best thing in the world because it was this important figurehead having fun with and what it, he was yeah. doing, which we yeah. never get to see them do. They're always so polished and prepared. And, uh, and, and again, Reggie's special in that way. And I think a lot it was too, because they were out in the forefront of doing that. Remember these directs and things were di- years before everybody else jumped on the bandwagon. Yep. They got raked over the coals for even doing it. They're leaving it's E3. They don't want to compete anymore. Like, you know, nobody holds any of those journalists to those opinions today. And they really should because they raked Nintendo over the coals for that when it happened. Just yeah. raked him. And now everybody does it. It's just. And now normal. Nintendo's not because everybody else is. Yeah. Mm, good point. Oh, boy. Um, uh, is it anti? Uh, since all, uh, since all that was really shown for Switch was Mario nearly dying again and <laughs> Goblin's Resurrection, we talked about all the things that, that are coming to Switch. Do you think we will continue next year with a direct, whether it be general, mini, partner showcase, or indie world, or do you think there will be a new form of announcements yet again? I'm actually want to hear more from you on this one, Rebecca. Mm. I, I hope they do, you know, it would be so hype if, you know, come January we get and tune in on Thursday for, you know, 20 minute Nintendo Direct or 40 minute Nintendo Direct, um, just to kind of bring things back to the familiarity, (laughs) you know, 2020 has not, has been like a whirlwind Mm. of mess. Um, it would be very comforting to, to have that happen again. But it does seem like they're taking a different approach with it, that there might be better ways for them to announce things, you know, drop things here and there um, instead of, you know, kind of putting everything into one stage and then having things get lost in the mix, which I think tends to happen a lot with directs, giving it its own announcement, like just Mm -hmm. pushing it on Twitter and YouTube one day and kind of having that be the highlight of the week instead of having it in a mix of some things that are way more exciting. I wouldn't look this up. Because there, there was a period this year, didn't we get like five directs in a row in like six weeks? And I know that there were like minis and like folks on different things, but like different variations. Yes. But like we got like an indie one and then we got like a Mario, the yeah. 35th in it, like the Mario All-Stars one. Um, None of them were directs, but they were. But was it one forms. of them? One like the partner showcase was, was like a direct. direct. Yeah. This year? Was it like, was it the one with Ori? That, that was a partner. partner. No, that was not a partner showcase. That was a general direct year because I remember here's the a, partner showcase. It was. I thought. It was I know one like of the partner resume. showcases was really good, and we were like, "This felt like a direct again." And yes. I know it wasn't called a direct, but it it was a direct, right? It was the same thing. It was basically it. Yeah. yeah. I know there was at least one that we came on, and we were like, "This was awesome." They sh- you know, like this was great. I don't remember the announcements in that one. Becca, yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah, I don't know why it's a mute or whatever. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. There we go. I thought I, thought I muted myself. I'm looking it up. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I'll answer the question. I do think we've. I think Nintendo has proven that they can just tweet out anything they want at any time. Yeah. And it'll get just as much coverage as anything else. And in a lighter release year, it really helped them spread out announcements that they could kind of just be so gorilla about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the directs. I think I don't see a reason. Uh, the reason I wanted you to go first and ask Rebecca's. 
I, I know that I've seen people say that like Nintendo's not doing it anymore. I don't necessarily think I'd jump to that conclusion. Right. I it's think- just a different form. So let, let's see. I have it here. The last like direct that we had was a direct mini March 26th where they talked about Nintendo games, uh, Nintendo Switch games releasing in 2020. We had a Pokemon Presents after that in June where we got new Snap, uh, Pokemon Snap, Sword and Shield oh, DLC. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a Smash uh, DLC thing in June, Pokemon Unite in June. Then we got our first partner showcase. They called it Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase in July. Then in August, we got Indie World. Okay. Um, okay. We Okay, so we got August 19th. It says Nintendo Direct, but it was like release date for Ring Fit Adventure in China. That's weird. I don't have any. Oh, that probably in China. That wasn't in. in um, wasn't there one in September or October? Damn, it was I'm like good. a kind of a big deal. Well, it wasn't the one with Ori, right? The one with Ori is definitely yeah, a partner. Maybe September for Mario Direct Mini Partner Showcase September seventeenth, a Monster Hunter Direct September seventeenth, then October Smash DLC hmm. Partner Showcase October. I think we're thinking of one of the partner showcases. I, I definitely know it. Yeah, I know maybe. we're thinking of one of the partner showcases, but it was like a direct. It, it had a lot of great announcements. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a really good one. Yeah, it felt like a direct. It just didn't have a lot. It didn't have Nintendo First Party in it. And yeah. I guess that's the point I wanted to make. We didn't get a direct because it was the year of the COVID. It was the year of the Note E3. They had a light schedule to begin with, which I said all year long was going to be a lighter year, First mm-hmm. Party wise. And that's the case. So, yeah, they relied on their third parties and stuff a little bit more and they kind of squeezed it out. I'm not surprised, but I'm not like they're not doing directs anymore. Based off that news, I think we'll have more directs. Do you think they'll have anything like a new next year, like a new form of announcement or variation? Well, that's what I mean, because they, I'm pretty sure they did say that they were experimenting with new ways to announce right. things, which yeah. is why people are thinking, okay, like they might not be doing it in the same. And format. the partner showcase is new, even though it's kind of the same. That's but true. they they did right. that, like the live stream right with Bakugan. That's true. Right. They did that, and I forgot. What, oh, it was Paper Mario. Yeah. yeah, at the same time as well. They didn't have to do it that way, but I think they were better for it because a lot of those announcements would have got lost in the mix if they had mixed it with Mario 3D All Stars sure. and mm-hmm. whatever else, say Paper Mario that they have this year. And yeah, like maybe you're right. I think that's what they're going to do next year. Is they're going to be very strategic about their releases and what games they think that's not going to shine in directs and showcases. They're going to shadow drop. Or they, or games that deserve a shadow drop or a tweet or a YouTube video, that's what they're going to do. But yeah, they're not going to shy away from the, the showcases or the directs because we're all excited about it and, and we'll talk about it. And, and it'll I was going to say, buzz. You remember with Grub, when we had Grub on, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit, like the directs, I don't think for the fans, for the Nintendo fans on Twitter that are, you know, predicting when the next one is or counting when the last one was and all that, mm-hmm. they don't realize how hard it is to put together because they think that they're just placing together trailers in, you know, That's in true. Photoshop. They're a not. There's a lot of deals that get made. And, you know, Nintendo likes to make these deals in person. <laughs> That's a thing. And yeah. people don't remember that, right? Jeff Grubb said that. He's like, they fly back and forth and sit down with these companies and they all these NDAs and disclosures and stuff. And it's really hard to do during COVID and everything. So I think that's why their virtual presence might have been a little bit more than it, than it was. Yep. I, I think we'll see a direct again. I'm not saying that oh, for sure. we won't see the trend that they've started with these one-offs cease. I think they'll, I think they'll continue, but I do think we'll get like that big direct 
at least once a year. At least once, and then expect a lot of variations. Yeah. Either by like a Nintendo IP by itself or show uh, like partner showcases. I think there's going to be a lot to look forward to next year. So I think they. Yeah, 2021 is going to be a lot of fun. Switch Pro. Oh. Switch my Pro, Monster Hunter. Just for that, showing off all the cool things we can look forward to playing. I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like just thinking about the reality of that day just makes me so happy now. Like, Can't I was, wait to pre-order I, that. You just made me. You just got like a jolt of positive energy <laughs> just ran through my body That's when you said a lot that. Of positive energy. Just like, yeah. oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Donnie, is this the last question from your Jack? It is. Oh, yeah. oh. He asked Jack. me. He asked me this morning. He wants to know: Do you think Nintendo would ever do a Game Pass of their own? And to be clear, his question was more in the form: Why doesn't Nintendo have Game? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 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 yeah, I doctored it up, and I thought it'd be a great little conversation to have on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca, did you just get Game Pass? I did. I got the yeah. three months for one dollar. I haven't Hell done yeah, that. You did, yet, but I did it. That's <laughs> one dollar for Ori. One dollar for Ori's. Yeah, you yeah. get both Ori's for a buck. Oh, you know, I'll have some time over and Christmas. So many games. Play them on the stream. I will watch you play Ori. I'm play them. Yeah. <sighs> I got. I got at least 20 games installed on PC right now. I hate now. the Game Awards forever because of Ori. I think um, the the thing that I like about the Game Pass model is I'm not afraid to try a game. And if I don't mm-hmm. like it, stop playing it. Yep. Like, exactly. I, it's completely guilt-free. If Devin I just calls it the buffet. It's yeah. just that. You just walk I up to the buffet. Try a little bit of that. Yep. Exactly. If you love it, keep with it. If you don't, well, I ain't got time for you. There's 400 other games to go play. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about this. I wish, I think this was your idea, Donnie, that yeah. I wish that they did something um, through Nintendo Switch Online, make it for subscribers only, you know, whatever, add some, whatever money you want us to pay on top of that. I don't care. Um, to make like an Indies, Indies, Nindies pass, like certified, yeah. you know, bring back the Nintendo certification for these That'd are great. indie games. These are seal of um, approval just be indie games either they could throw in whatever third parties they want into it they could throw their own stuff into it and i think that's the hard part for answering this question because game pass and game pass synonymous with xbox's game pass you know forget playstation now game pass is synonymous with halo releases forza releases and it's in game pass nintendo is never going to do that never it devalues their library and their library sells gangbusters in a way microsoft's never had so it's never going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, that would be a whole different model. It will happen one day when streaming becomes the norm. When streaming becomes the norm, you throw all of Nintendo's catalog into one big app. Everybody subscribes to it. And it's going to cost a lot. It's not going to be cheap. <laughs> it's not going to be cheap at all. <laughs> you ain't getting three months for a buck. That's not going to happen. I think they'll, they would do a tiered system. It might even be that. They may even do it by console. They're like, you know what? They're going to do whatever they can to get as much. Like a hundred bucks for for a month. Don't don't get started. I'm being serious. They would do that. 60 bucks a month. Um, But yes, what I think they could do, if I was over there at Nintendo, I would love to throw on like a Nintendo Switch Online, you know, pro or something like another tier to the service where I, I, I take a handful of select indie games because the marketing for the indie folks alone would be worth it. I don't even mm-hmm. think Nintendo would even have to pay them. Like, hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to put you, you know, off the eShop in our own little place, golf story. You in? Hell yeah, we're in. Like, yeah, exactly, that's yeah. That, yeah, that sells itself. And then you take, it doesn't have to be a, a universal collection. You take one game a month 
and you rotate one Nintendo first party game through a month. Like, hey, this month you can play Splatoon just for being a subscriber. This month you can play Mario Tennis just for being and a subscriber. And they kind of already experiment that with that a little bit. They've had those game trials before. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's precedent for that. Yep. Um, I was also thinking instead of that, they could go the vein of their, their – I, are they the, the first party games? Things like Snipper Clips, yep. things like Fitness mm-hmm. Boxing. Was what was that game with the little job ski guy? What, what was that called um, earlier this year? Um, Stretchers. Oh my names on the maybe that was it. I don't know. Like the little uh, physics game. I don't know. I'll have to think of it. Okay. But there's little games that come out that like don't really get a huge amount of fanfare, but they're still te- you know technically Nintendo's games. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, they could put on this this hypothetical. I think you start. could double the price of the pass. Mm-hmm. It could be for forty bucks a year for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, games that most people probably aren't going to buy, but would love playing if they had it on this service. The hard part with this is how much would that, how much would that appeal to somebody like us who already have those games? That's the hard part. Yeah, I would prefer it than buying each of them individually. Yeah, like so would I. If, if it's new first party titles, sure. It won't be. I'm Googling. Well, then I that's probably the wouldn't pay for it. That's, I that's the thing. All the games that I have. That's now, the problem they- with PlayStation Now. It's got a great catalog of games, but they're yeah. old games. They're not new games, and that's oh. the reason it's not Game Pass. I was thinking of Part Time UFO. It's not Nintendo. It's it's Hal. Oh. Oh, yeah, it is. It is Hal. Okay. Oh, oh, I didn't even know okay. that. That's cool. Wow. But yeah, I think they could throw in a few games with some indie games, and they could make a a a pitch. To have some of your, you know, attention. Something unique. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the problem is there's a balance there for Nintendo and for PlayStation. It's the same argument for PlayStation. There's a balance there between is it worth it or does it put too much of our profit potential at risk? You know, because like if the moment you throw Breath of the Wild in there, a lot of people is like, oh, you know, I'll wait for the next one. I don't see that kind of game ever coming to this kind of service. Neither do I. That's why yeah. I was saying earlier, if, if it were me, keep it at the nitty's level. The Nindies Pass, it's a way of curating good third-party partnership mm-hmm. with your service. Get Golf Story, get Hollow Knight, you know, maybe you throw in a Snipper Clips or like Kirby, <laughs> like something like that. But yeah, keep it very yeah. indie and very cheap. If they're going to do some first-party things, I feel like it would be things more in the vein of like, the, what was that game that came out earlier this year? The Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Yeah, like, yeah Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That would, would be considered. If, if they rotated the game through like every month like just one game every month you get a new big game that rotates through the month that you can play i think you can kind of get away with like kind of having your cake and eating it too um yeah i still don't think it would appeal to us but if there was enough and i think the when i look at the ninny's pass i don't think so much game pass as much as i think what apple arcade is doing apple arcade is eating switches lunch with this type of stuff and it's like if i was working corporate nintendo why like why are we letting apple do this absolutely not yeah. like we're gonna do this like let's go get ocean horn and let's go get these indie games that are already on switch why don't we bring them to us let's do That's a nindies pass nintendo indies for, pass. i think um for a nindies pass you kind of need a refresh like it has to be refreshing. Well, you like, need games that launch monthly. into the Nindies Pass. That's that's the, true. You so Nintendo would have to make a commitment to these studios to kind of buy the mm-hmm. game. But I think it would go. I would so the idea of having a Nintendo's a, a Nindies app on your little console that has mm-hmm. ten or twenty games in it, and every month a new game or two launches into it. That I would sign up for that in a heartbeat, and it, I would and love, I would pay like, more than I than Apple. Yeah, I would love to have that. And also within the app, like 
a, a Nindy store where they just like they're featuring their games. Yeah. Like, hey, this game is about to leave, but oh, we'll put it at like a twenty percent off. Or mm-hmm. these are like the featured releases of Nindy's coming out. Here comes this the week. new game from Image and Form, and here's a discount on the previous Image and Form games that are here. Exactly. You know, yeah. like yeah, you could do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Get it out of the eShop, and again, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think it would cost Nintendo a whole lot of money because I think for these creators to be associated with Nintendo like that is a big value in its own right. They already do things on the eShop for these, um, you know, smaller companies where if you have bought one of their game, their other ones are 20% off or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you do things like that. Think about if you've got exclusive deals for being a subscriber. Like the Nintendo's Nindies Pass is $14.99 a month. You get one new game every month plus a collection yep. of these 10, 20 other games and exclusive discounts on, on these indie devs. Right. Also, I think with the store right now, and and this is my personal opinion, it's it's crap. It's it really garbage. is. It's it's terrible to look at indie games. Like we try to look at deals, you're only looking at games that are like two bucks or just like and you a don't bunch of random. Quality is. Like. Am I the only person that doesn't do that? I don't go to any of that. I go to. Oh, the- I go through the store. I have to. Like if I want to, I shop find on the website. Yeah, I go through. Uh, I go to no, the website. To the I either website. see like new releases because I'm going there for something, or I mm-hmm. type in the game that I'm looking for. But I use the website online. Not I never go to the Switch store anymore. I think a general customer would go to. No, the, I, I definitely agree store, with you. Yeah, I'm just asking us three. I do. Okay, I go through the Switch store. Wow, uh, all the time. I'd push you the other way. I think you'll find a better experience on the web. Well, I, I mean, I do order, both. In order for this Nindy's Game Pass to. Uh, be good be to be anything of value it wouldn't you can't just throw whatever crap indies onto it, it would no, have to no, be no 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 yes very very curated yep yep exactly and I, I would keep the library small 20 yep. 25 keep it slim. yeah and as a game comes in game leaves you know like keep it I real don't, nice I don't like the idea of, of them leaving i like them being in there um we'll but keep it in a store and have more like there's more than 20 high quality game in any games on switch that's a good point it's I mean, at least 50, i love I the idea of it being like a super curated type like this is the best because yeah, i feel like I really every week like there's like 20 indie games that go into that that's, store and just you never see them until they're two cents i i don't disagree with having more games but i would love the idea of there not being as many games where they're rotating out just to keep I'm it nice and hundreds yeah and just keep it nice and clean and concise it would have yeah. to be good, you know. I don't like the idea of games leaving. That's I don't like that pressure. I don't like it on Netflix. I don't like anything like that because you you start to enjoy something and then it's gone. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, I I don't like it. I'm yeah, sorry. that's I, how they do subscriptions. It's I don't I, like that. I feel like with Nintendo too. I the company that I know is like I think they want to be a little curated versus Steam. I mean, we're just talking about the people Store. that are delisting eighteen games on March thirty first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like they're, they're dropping games for Pete's sake. Yeah, so, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's part of the subscription deal. That's kind of part of why it makes it work. It's because you know you're not tied to them forever. Because like if you're just going to have them for indefinitely, then you have to pay for that. Yeah, like you have to go to Hollow Knight and give them all the money they could potentially make. You know, having it rotate in and out, you're a little more flexible with your pricing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, I think fourteen ninety nine. You get a new indie game a month, like a featured indie game, like you're promised at least one indie game a month, like games of gold, right? One indie game yeah. a month will launch in. We have, you know, twenty other ones that are here, and you get twenty percent off featured ind- independent developer partnerships. Exactly. You yeah. get twenty percent off every image and foreign game, because that's the thing. If they rotate out, but you get a discount if you want to buy and own it, that's not so bad. 
Yeah. It's making them more money because then I'm buying a game that I was never going to buy before. Mm-hmm. And you get to try a game that you may not buy. Like there may be an indie game that comes out and you're like, I don't know if that's for me. But if I launch into the indie pass, you'd be like, oh, I guess I'm going to try it. I never would have ended up buying uh, the Red Lantern in that case that's if I had tried it first. That's true. I still haven't gone back to that. I might, right. I might. Is it too late, do you think, to ask them for a return? Yeah. Oh. You have to ask it before before you boot it up. Yep. Really? They don't do it like on the Xbox. You have like a certain amount of time you can play I it. I played it for 20 minutes and I hated it and I'm never going to go back to it. The huge disappointment in it. Like major disappointment. We look forward to that game. All year long, we talked about what the red I light. I anticipated for a it, long time. And that, you guys just shot it down. You're swinging like, a miss. Oh, boy. oh, yeah. I played it the first hour. I was like, this is No motivation. It's boring. It's not oh, good. man. It's not good. So sad. It is sad. Good question, Jack. Get the, get, the, uh, get the shady part of me. Game's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get Okay. That. I'll, I'll uh, check it out. I like it a lot. Sure. I can't wait to play it. Um, and it's, that's it. That's going to do it for That's us, it. right? Oh, look at that. Hour 30. We were good. All right. Uh, again, final time next week. Final Shack of the year live here. We're going to talk about, um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Games are playing, right? Yeah. You're going to talk about Fire Emblem. I'm going to talk about Phoenix Rising. I played a lot of Phoenix Rising and I'm okay. going to talk about how it compares to Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. Oh, now I remember. Age of Calamity spoilers. Yes. We're going to do a little spoiler discussion. Talk about the the ending and the story and what we think about it and all that. We will tell everybody and warn you if you don't want them, don't have to have them. But that's the plan for next week. And then we're taking a Christmas vacation. We're going to be off for a couple of weeks, but you will have content hit the feed. Don't fret. We're not going to leave you hanging over the holidays. Um, again, Rebecca's DLC that patrons get will roll out as well as our favorite games of the year conversation kind of give you some hopefully some things to to buy over the holidays as you get your gift cards and all that cool stuff so until then good night couplings bye-bye